we come to church for like a lot of different reasons. Um, so, you know, the, the Christmas time, it's a lot of times to remind us of what really matters and, you know, why we exist on this earth. A lot of times we come to church because uh, we've got problems and we hope that maybe um, the guy will get up there and, and give us some good advice on how to deal with those problems. You know, um, but this isn't the time for that because the time of Christmas is not about good advice. And there's nothing wrong with good advice. Good advice is great. Um, there's plenty of things that, that we can help here with, uh, you know, marriage problems and, and financial problems and, and understanding God problems. We, we, we have lots of different things that we can address, but, but Christmas is not for that. Christmas is about good news, not good advice. And so I, let's just look at this little piece, the, the, the bit that the kids were talking about, where the, uh, the shepherds are in the field and they're scared. It's in Luke 2. Let's, uh, let's, let's look at that together. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. Uh, the Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. And then this happens. The angels speak. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. And this is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. This is the uh, common English Bible translation. I really love it because it hits, um, it hits that, that bit about the, the good news, wonderful, joyous news. Uh, the Greek there is you, uh, angelizo, uh, megakara, which, um, is a, it's a kind of a fancy construction. The old way of translating it, if you remember the New King James, is good tidings of great joy, right? Well, really what, what's going on is I'm announcing to you, you angelizo, I'm announcing to you good news. It's megakara. It is extremely joyful. And it's for everybody. It's all people. Good news is not good advice. The, the angel doesn't say to the shepherds, um, I'm going to help you with how you're, you're running your flocks. Instead, there's something much bigger because good news is more like, uh, it's more like having your whole world turned upside down. It's about seeing everything completely different. A revolution in the way we see because a revolution in what we've heard and now know to be true. And joy, joy is, uh, it's not an emotion. Joy is not happiness. There's a lot of people here, hopefully we're really happy. You know, we're with family, the kids are getting all excited. Um, I talk about their presence, but they're here, so we don't want to ruin it. Um, but yeah, you know, like this is a time of year where hopefully, and, and to be honest, to be fair, it can also be one of the, the hardest times of year. I read that uh, 38% of Americans um, say that they're either depressed or have an anxiety disorder during the holidays. And for many reasons, right? For some of us, we've lost people. At our church, if you know, we, we just lost, um, we lost like four Four beloved saints this year. And my father, I lost him two years ago. Like, it, it, and this is the time of year where you miss them most, right? Like, my dad was the one who was like, this is nonsense. Everyone get out of here. Let me go to sleep. I'm like, yes, that's my kind of Christmas. No, joy is not, it's not happiness. It's not, it, it, you can't, you can be happy. But joy is really that settled, 
that settled contentment um, that even when things are bad, you're still okay. You're still good. And, and what the angel is saying is he's saying, he's saying uh, uh, right now I'm going to announce something to you that's going to upside down your life, change things forever, and it's going to cause you to have joy forever. It reminds me of uh, Juneteenth. Juneteenth is becoming, uh, it's getting more repressed uh, now in, in white communities, but uh, black communities have, have, in our country, have celebrated it for a long time. I've got a picture here from a 1900 in Austin, Texas. Uh, these were um, people who had been freed uh, during the Civil War. You may know the Civil War ended in April of 1865. Before that, two years before that, President Lincoln had announced the Emancipation Proclamation. He had said in 1863, all slaves are freed. But that didn't really help anybody because all the slaves were in the South and the South was rebelling. And so the South said, Abraham Lincoln, you say what you want. We don't care. But then uh, in April 9th, 1865, Appomattox Courthouse, uh, General Robert E. Lee surrendered to Ulysses S. Grant and, and hostilities ended. And then nothing happened because they didn't have the internet. And so the South... For most people in the South, they didn't know anything had taken place. It took a while. And not only that, but when it happened, when people got the news, for the most part, they just were like, especially in the South, they're like, hey, we're not changing anything. But then on June 19th, uh, the Union soldiers, I think like 2,500 soldiers, <laughs> barrel into uh, Galveston, Texas. And they're like, no, 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 no. The slaves are free. And then the the... the the people in Texas were like, at the time, there were about 250,000 uh, slaves in Texas. And they were like, okay, they're free. And so these soldiers, they started, they started going throughout um, the state of Texas. And wherever they found like a plantation, they would announce, they're like, you're free. And there's these amazing stories of slaves just like hearing this and seeing the guys with guns backing it up and immediately just dropping their, 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 their implements in the field where they stand and just taking off never to return. The, the soldiers didn't have to come and be like, you're free now. May I suggest starting uh, your own farm? May I suggest, here, can I give you some good advice about how to live now that you're free? That was totally unnecessary. Because for the first time, these people, their, their lives, their world had been flipped right upside down. There was no need for advice. What there was a need for was good news. Marilyn, if we could go back to the text um, just, yeah. What is the good news? The good news is, uh, I like that bit about this wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. That, that kind of oversells it. I mean, the, it was pretty bad. Like, was, it was not a great, it was not a great night. It was not a great, very, you know, it wasn't posh. Um, and that makes it sound like a little bit better than it actually was. But, what is the good news? Your Savior is born today. He is Christ the Lord. Savior is a soter, um, Christ is Christos, and a Lord is kurios in Greek. And, and each one of those uh, words, each one of those words describes something slightly different about who Jesus was. So the first one, Savior, Jesus is the one who is going to come and break the chains of sin and death. And, and not just for, for me, and not just for Israel, but for the whole world. 
we here at, at Coast, we, we know that, um, that sin and death are a big deal in the Bible. The sin is more like a capital S. It's like, it's like a power, a force that distorts everything that good that God has, has made. It's like this power, and it, it creates bondage in us. It addicts us. It enslaves us. And so we, we're, we're unable to become the people that we want to be because there's this power that's over us. And not only that, through this, this power, death comes into our lives. Not just physical death, although that too, but also the spiritual death where, where we're living and we're, we're living a dead life. And that life goes into eternity, a life that is without hope, without anything. And, and, and the deadness that we experience now extends into eternity. What the angel says is, hey, I've got good news. I've got good news. Maybe you're uh, sick or dying or maybe you know someone who is right now. Good advice for them would be to, we're super lucky. We live in like the most, within, you know, an hour south, two hours south to San Diego and up to, to, to LA. We are in the presence of the greatest healers who've ever walked this earth. We have the best specialists in neuroscience and heart surgery and oncology. We've got it all right at our fingertips. And so great advice. If you're sick or dying, you should go talk to them. Uh, they will help you out. In fact, I mean, I think they've pretty much got prostate cancer totally licked. Like that thing is just, it's like a done deal. Maybe you're here and um, you have a disappointing marriage or you've gone through a divorce or you're going through a divorce. Maybe you're lonely because your spouse has passed away this year. Well, good advice. I can tell you to go to uh, counselors. We've got really great therapists. Um, I'm a great therapist. I would love to talk to you. I'm, I'm, I'm super compassionate. Nothing shocks me. I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, the horrible things that you've done. It doesn't bother me at all. It really doesn't. And we could work through it and hopefully we can come to a place where we uh, decide, you know, we're all, all going to be committed to making this, this relationship work. Or maybe if you're already divorced or divorcing, I can tell you about match.com. Good news. Uh, you can, you can go and you can get remarried. Maybe if you're lonely, I can encourage you to come be a part of this place and be with us. But that's not Christmas. Christmas is the proclamation. It's the proclamation that the true king is here. The truest love of your life, the one who loves you more than anything, has come to be with you. And if you trust him, you have life. And not only that, but he's your bridegroom. In the future, we're going to all gather together, be united to him for all time, forever. And that that lack of, that loss of love that you feel, you, you thought that things would be different and they're not, and you're, and you're, and you're torn apart by that, that th- there's hope. There's hope that, 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 that Jesus is with you now in this place if you believe. And that Jesus will be with you for eternity and unite to you in completion so that you will live forever in the deepest being known and knowing that you can possibly imagine. And if your kids are out of control, and they're doing a really great job right now, uh, Keegan, I can't even tell you how shocked I am by how quiet you're being. Like, this is, you've really grown a lot, man. 
Maybe your kids are out of control or they're, they're, you're worried that they're going to get caught up in the addictions of, of uh, devices and be exposed to the horrible things in our culture. You know, all the stuff that you can get through devices. And maybe uh, you're, not, you're concerned they're going to walk away. Well, I can give you great advice. Right now, uh, Doug and Jen are leading a small group where it's talking about how to get your kids to be committed Jesus followers. And it's awesome. But that's not Christmas. Christmas is the notion that whatever bondage is, is, is holding your kids down, it's been broken. There's no addiction too, you know, too intense. There's no, uh, there's no corruption the world can provide that cannot be shattered, that is not shattered by the Savior of the world. Marilyn, can you jump up to uh, the Tombstone? I love Tombstone, 1993. Uh, great film. Um, I got a picture here of the, the, the four heroes of the film. If you're not familiar with it, uh, it's the story of Wyatt Earp and uh, his brothers um, going to Tombstone and like making, trying to make a bunch of money. But of course, the bad guys come in and they wreck things. In fact, at one point, they, they kill Bill Paxton. He's on the, uh, on the right there. Uh, that's Wyatt's younger brother. And there's this, this awesome scene where, where Wyatt, Wyatt is devastated, he's horrified, and he, he comes uh, back to town after mourning, and he sees his older brother, Virgil, at the bottom there, played by uh, Sam Elliott. And, uh, and Virgil is just taking charge. He's, he's running things, he's pushing people, he's like, tell, you can't do this. And, and Wyatt's like, what the heck is going on? And he looks, and Virgil pops up, and there's the sheriff's badge. There's a new sheriff in town. And this sheriff isn't going to, like, the first sheriff, he, he, he was old and he died. The second sheriff was, was a coward and he was weak. And now, now Virgil and, and the Earp boys are going to take care of business. There's a new sheriff in town. There's a new judge. There's a new set of rules. There's a new set of how things are going to operate. And it's going to be the way that it's supposed to be now. In, in a way, uh, when, when Jesus is called uh, the Messiah, uh, Christ, uh, or, or the Lord. By the way, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Uh, there's even that swear that people say, like, Jesus H. Christ. Like, maybe his middle name is Howard. Okay, that's not, that's not a thing. Uh, Christ, Christ is, is actually, it actually means uh, Messiah. It means anointed one. And it, what it means is, is that this is the guy who's going to come in, and he's going to implement, he's going to start off the kingdom of God, the reign of God. And the reign of God is going to be unlike any, it's, it's, it's not what you, what anyone could expect. It's not the kind of reign, the kind of rule that anyone's used to. It's a total revolution of how things are going to, and not only that, but Jesus is going to be the, the leader. He's going to be the one executing. He's going to be the one showing us what that's like. And it's going to be awe-inspiring and shocking, but it's also going to be something we can participate in. We can be a part of this. Lord, uh, curios, it's like, it's hard for us because we don't speak in lords and lady language much anymore. Um, but, but again, I would say something like, uh, you know, sheriff, boss, king, the guy who's in charge, the judge. So not only is this whole new way of life going to be revealed, but there, here's the guy who's going to execute it. That's not good advice. That's good news. Because maybe you're somebody who's, um, I don't know, you're, you're caught up in, in, in the way that the, the culture identifies us and tells us to identify ourselves, right? You know, you're, 
questioning your sexual orientation, your gender identity, especially if you younger folks, and this is, it's huge right now. It's a really big deal. Or, or maybe you um, don't have the body that you wish you had. Maybe you're a little older than you, you wish you were. And maybe um, it, there, there's, there's, uh, it doesn't work as well as it used to. Maybe you're not as pretty as you think you should be. Maybe you're not as pretty as you were. Maybe you can't do the things that you used to be able to do. Well, the culture tells you, um, you know, figure yourself out, decide who you are. And then the culture says, um, but you're useless if you're not X, Y, and Z. Your beauty is attached to how, you're, how you look. Um, and, and your usefulness is what defines you as a person. Well, I have good advice. Apparently, I haven't tried this myself, but apparently if you um, eat right and exercise, uh, you can actually improve your body quite a bit. I can counsel you uh, if you have, you know, questions and thoughts about uh, who you are and how you fit into the world. Again, plenty of good advice out there, but that's not Christmas. Christmas is saying, no, 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 no. There's a whole new inauguration. There's this brand new reign of God, this kingdom that's happening. And there's a new sheriff in town. And that means that these things no longer define you. You're not American. You're not a a member of Coast Bible Church. You're not, um, you're, you're not a person in Orange County. You're not gay or straight or bi or trans or pan or demi. You're none of those things. You're a child of God who's been entered into the kingdom that he's setting apart. As Rick Warren uh, used to say, you've been given purpose. You're not here just to figure yourself out and, and live a meaningless life that ends in nothing. Instead, you are a part of expanding and sustaining and, and generating the kingdom of God. You're here to bring revolution wherever you go. A revolution that's built on love and self-sacrificial love. I have a picture here from, it's a, an art piece from the 16th century. <clears throat> a, a Dutch artist, I think. And I, I love it if you, if you can see, if you get, what, what's really cool about the piece is, is how terrified you can see that the, the shepherds are. And they, 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 in the video, they kind of nailed that, right? Where the guy's like, I've never seen an angel before. <laughs> this is exciting. Well, it's exciting. It's like, you know, heart-rending, terrifying, because well, everything you thought about the universe has suddenly shifted. Right? You thought you lived in a world where um, it's just cause and effect. You live in a world where uh, you just do things and, and there's no, it's just you and that's it. And suddenly you realize that behind the veil there is this alternate reality. That a savior has come to forgive you your sins if you'll only believe in him. To inaugurate and start the reign of the king that he's inviting you to be a part of. To be a part of this revolution of life. And he's guaranteeing that you will be with him forever. It's not good advice. It's earth-shattering, mind-bending, upside-down-shifting, unbelievable news. 
And wherever you're at in your life, now is where you're, you're like one of those slaves and you're holding the, the hoe or the shovel or whatever and, 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 and you're looking at the Union Army as they come in behind muskets and cannons and you throw down everything that's gone before and you walk off the plantation of sin and death and, and purposelessness and never, ever return. And that is where we have joy. Knowing for sure that the king has come and he's made it right. And all we have to do is believe. I'm going to invite the uh, worship team to come up. We're, um, we're going to, we, if you got, I hope you got a candle. <laughs> We're going, to be, um, we're going to be shutting down the lights and celebrating the light of the world, celebrating the coming of the Savior, of the Messiah, of the Lord. And as we do, and as we sing, um, I encourage you, whatever it is that's, um, that you're carrying, that baggage that's, that's pushing you to, towards depression, anxiety, that's keeping you from uh, joy, that, that you, you just sit with the acknowledgement, with the recognition that this tomorrow is the day we celebrate when everything changed, when the revolution began, when hope took hold, and when our lives were given hope, eternity, and meaning. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you that he broke the chains of sin and death. We thank you that he has inaugurated and begun and started a new kingdom, a new reign with a new sheriff. That we don't have to be bogged down um, trying to figure out how to please you. That we don't have to be condemned to our sins and are doomed for a life of meaninglessness and a life that ends in separation from you. But instead, God, you've flipped the script. You've given us a Savior and a Messiah and a Lord. And that in Him we have life. Now, together, here, and forever with you. Thank you for Christmas, God. Lord Jesus, we welcome you again. We praise your name as the King of kings, Lord of lords. And we ask your Spirit to inspire in us fresh joy, no matter what our circumstances are. Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen.